Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I'm Carolyn, your money coach. So today I thought I would talk about mindful spending. Have you heard that term before? Now, I know to be mindful by definition is just to be conscious and aware of what you're doing. But how does that relate to your spending habits? So today, I actually read an article from the CBC that said the Bank of Canada has decided to hold its interest rate at 4.5%. Now, that in itself has a lot of implications. I mean, we've seen eight increases between March 2022 and February of this year. So I'm sure no one's complaining that they are not raising the interest rates again. However, we are still in environment of high inflation. In February, it was just over 5%. Now, the normal rates that we are used to seeing is around 3%. So we all can tell and feel in our pockets that things are just more expensive, whether that's food, gas, transportation, everything seems to be just more expensive. So I thought, how can we be more mindful and intentional about our spending? I don't know about you, but when I'm under a lot of stress, one of two things can happen, or sometimes, you know what, even both. Now, one, I eat a lot of garbage, (laughs) whether that be chocolate or chips or takeout. I don't know what it is. You just feel stressed and you tend to gravitate towards garbagey foods. It really doesn't make you feel any better. So I'm not sure why I do that, but it really does happen to me every time I'm under a lot of stress. And the next thing that I do is I spend money. So I may, you know, feel like I quote unquote need a break and go to the mall, go to the store and start walking around. Oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. No, I don't. I don't need any of those things. But for some reason, when I'm under stress, this is what happens. So of late, over the last few years, I've been trying to be mindful and intentional when things like this happen, because I know what my tendencies are. Also, I talk a lot about goal setting. And so what I try and do is write down what my goals are so they're in the forefront of my mind. 
you know, a lot of us, we make goals, especially at the beginning of the year and beginning of a quarter. And as soon as we make them, they become long forgotten when the times of stress and other periods of our life come up. So the best way to really kind of focus in on your goals is to actually write them down. You know, I have a whole episode on creating a smart goal. So if you haven't listened to that yet, check out episode number four. Okay, so I write the goals down and then what happens is they become something that's ingrained in your thought process. So when times of stress come up, you kind of can ask yourself a question. Is what I'm doing, the action that I'm taking, coincide with the goal that I've made? And if the answer is no, then you walk away. And that's how you begin to change and become more mindful and intentional about your spending. So let's take a look at 10 different ways on how you can be more mindful with spending. And then we're going to focus on two in particular and dive a little bit deeper. Okay, so the first one is to determine what your values are. Mindful spending involves aligning your spending with your values, right? So you need to take some time to think about what is truly important to you and make sure that is reflected in the spending that you do. This is where we can prioritize. So if you have time to plan, you would set out what your priorities are, then every action that you have gets measured against that priority list. Now, the second way to make sure that you're being mindful about your spending is to create a budget or what I would like to call it a strategic plan. So this type of plan is an essential tool for mindful spending. By setting your limits on spending in each category, you can make sure your money is going where it will have the most impact. So I have an exercise that I run through my one-on-one coaching clients where we take a look at our current state. Where is our money actually going? And then we prioritize and take a look and see how that can be adjusted and put it into a budget format. And this creates the strategic plan. You have something to go by. It's very specific. It has every category that our money is used for. It's like a map. All you have to do is follow the map and it'll get you to your financial goals. Okay, the third way to focus on mindful spending is to avoid impulse purchases. Now, didn't I say I have a little bit of a problem with that one? In this recommendation, I'm saying that before you make a purchase, take a moment to ask yourself if it aligns with the values that you laid out and whether or not it fits into your budget. Okay, let's dive a little bit deeper into this one because I know that some of you out there have to be something like me. So here are some examples of how you can avoid impulse purchases. So the first one is to make a list. Before you head to the store, make a list of items that you need to buy. And then just stick to the list. Avoid browsing in the aisles where you're more likely to be tempted to buy things that you really don't need. And big box stores have perfected this they lay out their most popular items in the pathway to the grocery aisle. So let's say you went to the big box store just to pick up some eggs. Well, along the path, you're going to see, oh, maybe your favorite shampoo or a cute little top or even a big screen TV that you wanted to upgrade to. 
<laughs> so those eggs ended up costing you a lot more money if you ended up buying that TV. Okay, so here's another tip. Wait 24 hours. When you see something you want to buy, wait at least 24 hours before making a purchase. During that time, you can think about whether the item is really necessary or if it really is just a passing impulse. You know, some people, they tend to buy things and then they'll say to themselves, oh, I can just return it later. Well, probably 99% of the time, people don't return things or they waste a lot of time returning things. Either way. So if we're more intentional and we wait a certain period of time before going out and making the purchase, it's likely going to be something that you really need and not just a passing impulse. Another way to avoid impulse purchases is to avoid sales. Now this one is like a dagger to my heart, just saying. <laughs> I love a good sale, but sales and discounts can be very tempting and they can also lead to these impulse purchases. Because when you are in front of a sales rack and everything is a good deal, you are not just going to purchase the one item you came for that is on your list. You may pick up multiple items and say to yourself, it's okay because it's a good deal. So, you know, this kind of reminds me of what happens on Black Friday. People will spend a lot of money and things that are way off their list because they see that it's on sale. So the key is really focusing on what it is that you need, what it is that you save for, what it is that's on your list. And this way you can avoid being tempted by a good deal. Okay, and the next way to avoid impulse shopping is to avoid shopping when you are emotional. So we are emotional people. We are either happy or sad or anxious or stressed. There are so many different emotions that we feel and everybody reacts a bit differently. And shopping when you're feeling down or anxious can lead to these impulse purchases because it's a way to make you feel better in the moment. So what we have to do in this regard is really find other healthy ways to cope with difficult emotions. And a great one is really exercise. I can't tell you how much better you feel when you just go outside for a walk, when you're feeling super stressed, or you go for a bike ride and the nature around you just changes your entire mood. So the shopping, yes, it's probably fleeting emotional high, but you can get so much, much better feeling out of doing something else that you enjoy. All right, the next one is to shop with a friend. Friends can help you stay accountable and friends can offer you a second opinion when a purchase may be not really necessary. So now I would highly recommend that you outline your goals before you enter the mall with your friend because it can go either way. But if you're telling your friend, you know what, I'm really trying to stick to my budget and I want to buy this, this and this, if they are a good friend, they're going to keep you on point. All right, so there's some practical ways on how you can avoid some of that impulse shopping. So let's head back to our original list of how we are going to be a little bit more mindful and intentional with our spending. So what is intention? 
It really means that when you do need to make a purchase, you need to do your research. You need to compare prices. You need to consider environmental impacts of the product. You really need to think outside just wanting to buy what it is you're buying. And now you can do comparison shopping, find out more information on a product so easily. So it's important to make that intention when you're purchasing a product. And this could be something that maybe is a little bit more costly to take the time to do your research and compare prices. Okay, another way that you can be more intentional is to use cash. Now we are all so used to tapping away. We tap with our debit cards, we tap with our credit cards, and we even use our phones to tap. We're just tapping away. So cash in your hand is really a different experience because when we physically see that money leaving your wallet or leaving your hand, it really helps to make you be more careful about your purchases. Now, how many times have you had a $20 bill sit in your wallet untouched? Meanwhile, you're using debit, you're using credit to make purchases but that $20 bill stays nice and crisp in your wallet. And it's because you just want to hold on to that money. And when you're using cards, it doesn't have the same release or that same feeling when you're making the purchase. So sometimes cash can play a, a good role in helping us to be more mindful about our spending. Okay, just a break here for a second. I decided to create something that is going to help you guys be more mindful with your spending. It's a money journal and it has 10 days worth of journal prompts or questions that you will just take some time to think about daily. Also, I've included a resource page, which is going to have book recommendations, some videos that are going to be helpful and some guides that you can download. So it's a PDF journal, you can print it off, you can use it daily for 10 days, or you can span it out for a longer period of time. And it's going to help you just to get a little bit more mindful and intentional about your spending. So head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash money journal. I will also put the link in the show notes, but it's thefinancialmoment.com backslash money journal. All right, let's rewind back and consider buying quality over quantity. So when you invest in quality over quantity, these items will likely last longer and they will need to be replaced less frequently. Not only does that save you money, but it also reduces waste. Okay, here's a question for you. Are your closets overflowing with clothes? Now, if the answer is yes, then perhaps you're buying things, number one, on sale. Number two, that may be on the cheaper end because they were a good deal. And so what I'm thinking is go through your closet, maybe put some stuff on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and then take that money and invest in quality items. And this is going to last you much longer and you won't have to replace your clothes as frequently. Okay, the next way to be more mindful with your spending is to practice gratitude. And practicing gratitude can help you feel more content with what you already have and then it reduces the urge to buy more. So if you take some time each day to appreciate what you have and the experiences that you've had, then you won't continually feel that you need to spend. Okay, so let's dive into that one a little bit more. 
how do we express or practice gratitude? Maybe it's to focus on experiences over things. So gratitude can help us shift our focus from material possessions to experiences. Isn't it more fun to go hang out with a friend, perhaps even just over coffee and be laughing so hard that your stomach hurts? Like that is priceless. There is nothing that you purchase that can give you that type of feeling. The other thing that gratitude can bring is contentment. Developing a sense of contentment with what you already have can immediately reduce the desire for more and it helps you to be more mindful with your spending. Okay, so I think we've emphasized how important it is to be mindful with your spending. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from Warren Buffett. And he said, if you buy things you do not need, soon you will have to sell things you do need. And what he's saying there is overspending can lead to debt. And when you have a debt, you may have to sell off your assets. So let's be mindful when it comes to our emotions, the way we treat money, what we use our money for, and practice a little bit more gratitude for what we have. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Just remember to pick up your money journal and take the next 10 days just to focus on what your relationship with money is like. 10 journal prompts or questions that are going to make you think a little bit. And what I want you to do is just print it out and literally write down what your thoughts are, your experiences are when it comes to being mindful with your money. So head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash money journal. All right, guys, we will see you in the next one. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.